In 2010, director David Fincher released the modern classic The Social Network. With the screenplay being written by literary genius Aaron Sorkin, the film tries to unearth some of the relationships and milestones of innovator Mark Zuckerberg in his journey to creating Facebook. Although loosely based on the truth, the film does paint a detailed character portrait, giving insight into this divisive creator. A film with a focus on the creation of software and algorithms needed a score to match with modern tones and electronic themes. Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails fame, along with multi-talented Atticus Ross, create an impeccably textured score to partner the story of the social network. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Listen to the Film, a podcast where we examine a soundtrack's significance to the film and its longevity once the credits on the screen have finished rolling. My name is Chamila. Let's visit the social network. Originally, Trent Reznor had been offered the job to score the film, but it declined due to scheduling conflicts. Later, after reading the amazing script, he was convinced to lend his talents to the score. Both he and Ross got to work on delivering a score that could serve as a synthesized dance to the sharp screenplay from Aaron Sorkin and the precise visuals from David Fincher. The score is elusively subtle, careful not to overpower the scenes, but rather to complement them. The score was critically lauded as seamless and inventive, and as such was awarded the Golden Globe and Academy Award for Best Original Score. Let's listen in and find out why. The film opens with a scene for the ages. Famously known for being 99 takes before Fincher was satisfied, this five-minute scene introduces us to a bratty Zuckerberg, with vapid respect for his soon-to-be ex-girlfriend. With layered dialogue bouncing back and forth over the melody of a White Stripe song, the viewer has almost no time to realize this film will need their undivided attention. Zuckerberg barely leaves any time to distinguish his unrelated thoughts, his insulting behavior frustrating us and his date. The scene will serve as a springboard for the film's narrative of an incredibly intelligent Zuckerberg feeling slighted at every turn to then catalyze the destruction of every close relationship he has. As the breakup is realized, the score steps in with tension on strings and downbeat piano, following Mark as he shuffles through the lawns of Harvard. Through the scene there are heavy notes which echo and linger. We will hear this theme again, 
the composer is using this piece to ask the question numerous times through the film, should we feel empathy towards Mark? Angry and scorned, Mark turns to his blog to belittle and humiliate his ex. Further lubricated by alcohol, he continues his flagrancy by designing an algorithm which compares girls solely based on appearance. The programming in his dorm room is contrasted by images of frat house parties and beautiful people having fun, the very people he is targeting. Enter Eduardo, Mark's best friend to provide the equation for completing his program. The score steps up the guitars in distortion as he releases it across the campus to create chaos. Fincher moves the film back and forth in time, with Mark shifting between the various lawsuits and his journey to creating Facebook. For the genesis of this idea, two future Olympian brothers known as the Winklevoss twins contend they had the seed of an idea, while Mark firmly objects. For this second montage scene, the score is purposefully very electronic and fast-paced, to overlay Mark's programming and verbal sparring with the twins at the deposition. For the moment when the very first version of Facebook went live throughout Harvard, Reznor and Ross used the track Painted Sun in Abstract to commemorate the occasion. The moment turns sour when the Winklevoss twins are informed the site is live and in their mind, their idea stolen. The score here turns dark and minacious.
Mark, singular in his goal of success, leans financially on Eduardo. Using his wealth for a one-way friendship is not the best start for any company, and this is demonstrated in the awkward scenes where they face each other from across the lawyer's table. Facebook's popularity continues to grow across colleges and eventually abroad. The piano here having a positive inflection as we watch the characters between lawsuits all agree on the growth and success of the company. As we now circle back to the same track used from the start of the film, the heavy notes feel even heavier as Jesse Eisenberg, who almost seems born to play the role of Mark Zuckerberg, verbally challenges his accusers. This is an example of the meticulous editing and direction with deep ambient score seamlessly coming together. The Aaron Sorkin screenplay also is a special, special thing and a perfect ally to the score. It's raining. I'm sorry? It just started raining. Mr. Zuckerberg, do I have your full attention? No. Do you think I deserve it? What? Do you think I deserve your full attention? I had to swear an oath before we began this deposition and I don't want to perjure myself, so I have a legal obligation to say no. Okay, no. You don't think I deserve your attention? I think if your clients want to sit on my shoulders and call themselves tall, they have a right to give it a try, but there's no requirement that I enjoy sitting here listening to people lie. You have part of my attention. You have the minimum amount. The rest of my attention is back at the offices of Facebook, where my colleagues and I are doing things that no one in this room, including and especially your clients, are intellectually or creatively capable of doing. Did I adequately answer your condescending question? The composers use a tongue-in-cheek turn for the scene where the Winklevoss twins go to Henley to row in one of the most prestigious races in the world. The composer's version of a classical orchestral piece as the twins lose further serves to rub salt in the wound of their ongoing woes back home. As Mark agrees to completely dilute Eduardo's share in the company, robbing him of his financial stock, his status as co-founder, and most importantly, destroying their friendship. The score once again reprises the opening track, appropriately named Hand Covers Bruise. The callousness and deception of Zuckerberg, again, difficult to rationalize. Mark receives a call from his replacement friends 
regarding a compromising situation for the company. The track gentle hum of anxiety pulls the viewer into another round of questioning empathy while we watch him alone in the decadent offices of Facebook. This clever piece of music shaping the dichotomy. The film paints a picture of a man so focused on a destination, he lays waste to every meaningful relationship along the journey. The end of the film informs us Mark Zuckerberg is the youngest billionaire in the world. The real question to the viewer is, at what cost? The modern textures, tones and ambience of the score created by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross allowed to create something so important yet understated. Mood. From the heavy electronic melody to set the atmosphere of rapid creativity, to the dark single piano strikes to bring a sense of compassion to Mark's lonely path, the score is perfectly balanced in its goal to establish mood. Now the mood created here is not front and centre screaming at you, However, its effects are just as necessary in guiding you to feel a certain way about Zuckerberg. The film's score having no qualms in shaping your emotions. Next time, let's take a journey across country in a yellow van. Follow me on social media by searching for Listen to the Film. My name is Chamilla, and thanks for listening. <laughs>